It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 73, Battlefield. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerry, baby? The TARDIS has been working properly and capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic history. It's like a first movie. Resulting reaction is fighting. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic uh, tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. I almost said online again. Classic online. I don't know what's wrong with me. How are you, Dan? I'm good, Eric. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. We're back uh, three weeks or, or in the hole. I, I feel like time is strange. Strange to me, strange to you. Strange to Doctor Who, I, I guess. Sure. But it, this was a very short... Like I, I, I actually forgot that this was even coming until you texted me. It felt like last time it felt like a long a period in between these, and this felt like we just, I feel like we just reviewed uh, Carnival of Monsters. It wasn't Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> no. We had done that one, but it greatest, was uh, the greatest, greatest show, show in the, in the galaxy. galaxy. Yeah, you, right? well, but then the other week you're like, wait, is it this weekend? So you're you're having all sorts of time issues, but the, the bottom line is, folks, we just can't wait three weeks to get back in the saddle as it is. We're actually riding in saddles as we record this right now. What's new with you? Nothing. You know what? You, uh, I got nothing going on. I went up to, uh, back to Vermont this last weekend. You we like, you, there. yeah, because you, I, I said before, I believe on this yeah. show that you have a house or yeah. place yep. to stay Condo there that's there. yours. Mm-hmm. And you like it up there. I do. We got, uh, everyone cares about this, so I'm going to tell them. We got about a foot and a half of snow. Um, uh, I think in, for anyone that's, uh, in, uh, England listening to this, that's, 15 meters of snow so we got 15 oh, meters i like of the snow. conversion that you did there uh yeah uh so it was great we got to got to ski and hang out we were there for uh, almost two weeks which is longer than i've ever been there at once so that was really nice all right but now way we're to, back way to brag here. way to brag uh, yeah, i don't yeah, yeah. have a second place to uh live i don't have a second <laughs> dwelling i don't have anything to report uh i've been reading old chris claremont x-men comics at night uh like a proper adult <laughs> it's like i'm going you just sit there and reading because I, I read like um the entire uh steve ditko run of spider-man too and like my wife's next to me and i'm like i'm literally just reading comics that were meant for an eight-year-old you know in the 60s <laughs> yeah. and i'm just all oh, just you know but, what uh, are the Cliss Claremont ones? I never read uh, like the okay. original Golden Age of this yeah. is when he took over the book and you had the, you know, the giant size issue and all that stuff with you know with Len Wein writing it and then Chris Claremont took it over and all the stuff to go right right right. Phoenix I was going to say so I haven't yeah, read that, that so I'm reading that for the first time now. That's great. And I, I'm enjoying it. That's great. Very much. See for you though, this is kind of like research yeah, so, for your your other career. I mean. <laughs> for my fan fiction, I mean, the yeah, fact that you're sure. actually a comic book writer. That's <laughs> and it, uh, you know, I think it's good. That's good. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. No, but I, um, well, yeah, that's it. Let's I got just get into the show. On. Let's just get into let's where's get that into button? Battlefield, man. What are we gonna talk about? Hit the button, man. <laughs> It's not good at all. I can have an airstrike here in minutes. There's no good, Brigadier. Conventional weapons won't harm it. No, I didn't think so. Ace, give me the silver bullets. How did you know? Silver bullets will do the trick. How did you know I had them? It's all a matter of timing, Ace. Give me a gun. What, those will stop the destroyer? What, you just uh, shoot the bullets into it? Simple, isn't it? Just like most killings. Not. Is that a spaceship? Sorry, Doctor, but I think I'm rather more expendable than you are. This world shall be mine. And then another. And another. Little man, what 
What do you want of me? Get off my world. This is Battlefield. It's the first story of the final serial of Doctor Who in 1989. Uh, the Doctor and Ace materialize in near-future Earth near Lake Vortigern after receiving a transdimensional distress call. Meanwhile, an old friend of the Doctor is shopping for shrubbery with his wife. Some armored goons crash near, near the lake, conveniently where a unit has a broken-down nuclear missile convoy. An enchantress yearns for revenge and world domination. We go excavating with Nitro-9. The blind can now see. And only a few people nearly die in the production of this classic story. This was uh, written by Ben Aronovich, who also did Remembrance of the Daleks, uh, directed by Michael Kerrigan, who I did not look up to see what else he did, and some new upstart uh, produced it named Jonathan John Nathan Turner. So, Eric, what do you think of the start to the final serial of the classic? Ah, yeah, the last season. I really like this story. Um, I started off, I will say, when it started off, I was like a little, uh-oh, like maybe I wasn't going to like it. But overall, I think I really did like it. And I kind of like the King Arthur mythology anyway. I'm a big fan of the um, <laughs> film Excalibur. When a man lies, he murders some part of the world. Uh, who isn't? Um, you know, um, so I liked all that stuff. And I, li- I thought the story... Even it was four parts, maybe there was some stuff that probably could be cut down we can get into. But I liked all the acting. I liked the characters. I thought the visual design was very cool. There was a lot of really cool shots of light cutting through darkness and really cool color palette. And I liked all of the characters, and I thought it was funny. Um, so I was I was sort of very happy with it. I really, really mm. like Sylvester McCoy, and I really like Ace, and I like them as a team. And this is... Definitely in my top doctors. I remember somebody had told me that this was their favorite doctor going into it, and I, and I sort of always heard the right. end of Doctor Who was bad, but I think it's kind of great. Like I think he's a great doctor. I mean, Colin Baker was with bad. objective, I mean, that yes, was a bad periods, <laughs> and I thought that that's sort of the direction this was heading. And we've heard from some fans and listeners writing in that they didn't really even want to watch the show with us when we were going here. So I was really had low expectations. I kept thinking that it's going to be terrible. And with the last story that we did, and now this story, I just like, I, I like Sylvester McCoy's delivery. I like the way he, he's sort of kind of mischievous and, and, and uh, funny, and, but also crafty. And like, he pulls it all off without being a dick about it. So bravo. Ace is funny. And I just like the way that they interact with the two of them. Yeah. And it was a good villain. I thought, Morgan or Morgane uh, LeFay was great, and I'm a huge fan of the villain who calls upon a bigger villain. I mean, you see a lot of that in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like that, where you've got sort of the big, the bad, and then there's the big bad, you know, beyond that one. And we had that with the Destroyer of Worlds, a uh, guy whose name I can't remember. I think you got it right. I think it was just Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah. So what do you think of this, Dan? I've rattled off enough here. I, uh... I agree with most of it, most of it, except I start off liking it immediately. Oh! But I'm a fan of shopping for uh, garden supplies. Yeah. So, so that's so really the brigadier what is in this, and I didn't yeah. know it was coming. You obviously didn't. No, I know it. I know yeah. it. There was so much. So yes, let me just back up. I overall very much liked it. Um, as it went on, I felt like it got a little silly, but I was okay with the silliness of it. Um, there were certain things I didn't like so much. I think uh, Doctor Who is not very good at doing fight scenes, and there was so much of that in this that I was okay. I just let it go, but those there's so much of it that kind of detracted a little bit. But overall, the characters are great. We've talked about this so many times, and I agree a thousand percent that I love Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor. I love what he's done with the Doctor. I think the characters evolving, his relationship with Ace is the best companion doctor relationship we've seen although to be fair we ha- we missed a whole lot of the early ones but i it's fantastic i love their relationship he shows genuine regard and affection for her um you know verbally in this where More you know so that it's implied this, i got to let you go on i don't mean to cut you off but on that point this was very heavily on, you know, there's only one ace in the universe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nudging her nose and ruffling her hair and all that, but go on, yeah. Right, because usually it's more of like he's 
gruff but winks and just like yeah we know that how you care about each other but this was actually verbalized so all of that was fantastic the villain uh she is fantastic morgana lefay is was spectacular this actress just nailed it everything about her and i didn't know this um, because we didn't see her before um this is gene marsh who did two previous doctor who stories as different characters uh with the first doctor so it's really cool to see her coming from like 1965. Oh, doing, really? Yeah, no, I, I, I had no That's idea. Cool. Um, and she's—I I don't recognize. I, I feel like I recognize the actress, but I don't know from what. But she is, as you can tell from her um, uh, bravura performance here, a very well-respected actress uh, who's done a lot of work. Um, so it is just cool to see her come back um, and, and do a, a huge and impressive role like this. That I thought was really fun. Um, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. I like seeing Yuna come back. And then I was going to say is there's so much fan service in this. So we have the Brigadier comes back. We have Bessie is in this one. We have yes. a reference to Liz Shaw whenever they pull out their unit, their old unit expired pass cards. And uh, the one he gives to Ace yeah. says uh, Elizabeth Shaw, which is kind of cool. So there's a lot of Yeah, that there's that a lot of Pertwee specifically. Yeah. You know, the whole him per, uh, unit stuff was great. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm a sucker for that, and it really worked on me. So I will talk about some of my complaints. Even though Do I'll, it. This is a very net positive <clears throat> feeling on this. Agreed. I felt that where, I, where you were like, you know, dialed into the first one, where I was kind of like, eh, it felt like... The entire first episode, first 24 minutes, is mm-hmm. the brigadier just getting on a helicopter, <laughs> right? And then the second, like, and I'm not even kidding, like, you see him yeah. out, out, uh, shopping for plants, and then by the end of that episode, he gets on the helicopter. Then the second episode, <laughs> three quarters of it is just him flying in a helicopter. And every once in a while, yeah. you cut back to him either sleeping. That or, was crazy. You know, saying something, and then the helicopter crashes, and then he's sort of in the action for the back half. Right. But it was right. like, did they only could they only have him for half the time they were supposed to, and they just <sighs> extended a scene into two episodes? That felt a little odd. It and the was other crazy. thing I would say with the brigadier is I thought he was going to die. Did you think he was going to die? Because they set that up in the beginning with the wife saying, you know, make <sighs> sure you come back, and I'm not going to come back. And then I did read. Yes. A, a early script, I guess he was going to die. And you can. Right. I right. saw that before that I, I read that. So I, I, I was sort of worried that's where it was going to go. I think that that would have been a horrible. I'm glad they didn't. Do oh, that. it's I, so they, much better that they didn't because the ending when you think he's dead and he's just sits up or whatever is, yeah, was funny. Yeah. It was super funny. But it, and it, it just would have ruined the tone because the rest of what's happening is to some extent pretty silly. Like, oh, it, yeah. it is a pretty silly story. But then to kill a beloved character i mean i'm gonna say beloved but you know a storied character anyway who's been through so much history of the show to kill him in that in a silly story would have just been it wouldn't have made awful yeah but instead they have him end with his wife having a girl's night in bessie instead and he's being left at home to mow the lawn and and cook all the women which felt very silly all the the men like the doctor's gonna cook and right he's gonna gonna do yard work or whatever that whole thing it's just so silly but yeah. it was it was fun. No, the um, episode, and I think speaking <clears throat> more to why I like Sylvester McCoy, or at least yeah. the Sylvester McCoy era, is uh-huh. it doesn't take itself seriously at all because the show is completely absurd. So you have scenes where like the knights are fighting, and then the doctor, the, <laughs> the fight stops. He walks through, walks it, does through. like a dumb hat thing, and then they sort of go right back to fight. Like those yeah. kind of gags are all throughout the thing, which I feel like keeps it from taking itself too seriously when, with dealing with some of the stuff that we're dealing with. At the same time, though, this has this whole impassioned um, speech at the end about nuclear, nuclear holocaust. Yeah. So, like, tonally, it shifts around a bunch of times. It does, but, like, good good, good art uh, can oh. do that. You know, like, balance <laughs> okay. between comedy and sadness or serious stuff and, like, Do you, you think know. it did that balance correctly? Did, did it, it strike does, the balance for you? It does for me. I feel yeah. like it works. Like... Like, it's not, it doesn't take itself seriously, but it's also not a joke, if that yes. makes sense. 
right? For like, the it's most not part, like yes. it's not yes. making fun of itself. It right. just doesn't take itself necessarily yes. too seriously. I agree with that. Right. Oh, I mean, there there are moments like Bessie peeling out and leaving tire, <laughs> yes, tire leaving tire tracks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's kind of nice that they they supercharge Bessie before they put her into mothballs um, between the third right. and seventh. Doctor. Oh, it's but, okay. also terribly stupid. Also, at the same time, <laughs> just, some of it is like okay. Well, there's other weird things that happen in this. I mean, over. Okay, so I'll, I'll do the small thing first, and come back to the bigger small thing. thing. The small, the small thing being the the doctor's able to hypnotize people now. Yeah, that's a weird thing to introduce. And he does it. Yeah, and he does it without sort of. There's no ramifications it, or like no. morality tugging at it. He literally takes people and makes them leave their home. Yeah, with his just, uh, mind power. That was a little odd. It would have been, you know. To make that result happen, for him to use some sort of verbal jujitsu to make them like, um, you know, rabbit season hunt, yeah, it's duck yeah. season, rabbit yeah, season, yeah, yeah, duck yeah. season, rabbit. That would have been much more in line with his character, but it felt just like lazy writing to be like, now the doctor can do this thing, which I guess was going to happen in a previous story that got cut out. Oh, I don't know uh, about that. When he was, uh, that's how uh, we reviewed. God, what's, what story was it? Just two stories ago. Hello, folks. We've done too many of these. All I right, so remember. that was. Um... With the Queen Elizabeth, oh, the 25th anniversary one. So it was... The uh, Silver Nemesis. Yes, thank you. Silver yeah. Nemesis. Um, and he was supposed to put on these glasses and hypnotize the people, but it didn't work. But that, that scene was cut from the, the view Well, that's something that we the had. master does. Maybe it's a exactly. Time Lord thing. I don't know. It felt weird it felt that like they did that. It's like a master thing. It's like a master-specific thing. I right. don't feel like that's a Time Lord thing, or otherwise... All the other Time Lords... And we had a whole run of a lot of Time Lord politics going on throughout classic Doctor Who, where this should have come up if that was the case, but it's only ever the thing the Master did. So that, like, again, it's a small thing, but just strange to introduce it now, when for this character, he could have done the same thing and kept it more in line with who he is by doing some sort of kind of trickery. But, um, for me, the bigger thing is the fact that we're dealing with magic in, uh, ostensibly a science fiction show. Um, I mean, that's explained, I guess, by the fact that it is an alternate universe that's kind of running into ours. But there's magic. Yeah, I like mean, it, well, she's got laser fingers. She can make things uh, happen can, at a distance. She has she a crystal can ball do that can that. He also can do magic, because in a way, taking over someone's mind is kind of magic. Yeah. I guess there could be a biochemical something, something, thing going right. on or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Not and, and truth be told, I don't quite understand some of the details of the two worlds uh you know because th these the uh king arthur myth mythos is obviously a part of our world <clears throat> yeah. so these these uh beings who are not from the past to the future they're from this other world that's right in our world but this must have happened over time because and the doctor as merlin is something that's happened in the past because he's established in their past. The merlin myth it's happened in their past. In their but past, his in their world, yes. right? In their dimension. I, I think that's right. I yeah. guess. Uh, yes. But then it got into our world and mythology somehow. Yep, somehow. Has this battle between the two worlds been going on? Well, there's the before? spaceship underneath the lake, so that must have yes, that already happened. And that's Arthur's ship. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. really know. And also, it, like, the Mor uh, Morgane is. The, you know that she's they have that scene with the brigadier and she's and he's like if i understand this correctly you're here to observe all the wars of the past and they're talking about world war one and two our wars I it's guess. a military site and he's like she's like next time i see you i'll kill you i wasn't quite sure what they're observing or why and is it one of it's it's a battlefield right that's the name of the the story sure so this is the battlefield where king arthur and them battled in the past and that's where the myth came from that's what i'm guessing and yeah. then arthur had died and, and i don't know it was very strange Con i, I mean, found it to be a little to bit the point of convoluted of i think i don't know that it was maybe maybe it makes more sense in repeated viewings which will probably never happen is there but, okay here's another question i'm yeah. sorry uh no, but i'm getting it. excited the good. is i know a good uh, not a good deal but I, I know a little bit about the king arthur stuff uh -huh. Is there something about a blind woman learning to see? Because they have this blind woman who gets sight, and only for one gag, really, for someone trying to walk her, and she goes, "I can see fine," and she gets into like a the back police of a van. police van, and the guy's like, 
30 minutes, forgive her. 30 minutes ago, she was blind. Don't see her again. Nope. That's it. Like, all of that stuff with her, and, and she's kind of got this spooky energy to her in the beginning, and you're like, okay, uh, yeah. I kind of like, like what's going to go on here? She's I guess. Like, I feel something coming from this... The scabbard or whatever, whatever. They I kind of don't like the fact that you know because she's blind, she's psychic. But like, it goes nowhere. Right, but it still goes nowhere. It doesn't go anywhere. She gets, uh, I guess, to show us that uh, Morgane is not a villain, even though she's bad. She also Isn't has she? good. Well, she's got honor. She talks about. She yells at her son, uh, who is Mordred. Right. We'll and talk about him. He's a real person, a real yes. myth. Part and there's that, all yeah. different variations. I'm used to him in uh, Excalibur. As I said, I'm a fan of the movie where he's Arthur's bastard. And yeah. uh, Morgan Le Fay tricked him and turned herself into Guinevere. And they, they have sex. And then he's born and he looks like a little Donald Trump with his gold armor. And he hangs people from trees. And he's a great character. But in this, he's not related to Arthur. Right, Doesn't and then it, and I and in some of the older myths, he's not even related to Morgan Le Fay. So it's like, okay, all these sort of stories. I don't think there's really a definitive. Wow, that you go deep in this. All right, yeah, not too deep, but deep enough. Deep uh, enough. Deep enough. My first uh, solo <laughs> album. Uh, where was I going? I don't even remember what I was talking about. Know. But now all I can oh. see is that little, like Donald Trump in that dumb gold armor with that lion. You, are you familiar with the movie? Uh, so you probably you've probably never seen uh, Excalibur. Oh, I've so, seen Excalibur. I mean, a long time ago. Do you remember yeah. like uh, that character Mordred? He's got like that dumb lion, golden lion face, and he's like this uh. little son of a bitch, and he's just like mother, and he's got all like the knights hanging in the tree. Right. Okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. Sure. <laughs> We're gonna go watch that real quick. Um. But so you're saying like, so that scene specifically, why is there something about making a, a blind woman who could see? Is that yeah? I didn't know if that was part of the mythos. Like, oh, okay, I don't that's think part so. Of a thing that Morgan Le Fay did, or you know, it just felt felt odd that that's in there. And then I thought, well, maybe that's a nod to something else or a right. legend or something. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't feel Probably like not. it makes any sense because not one minute before that. She vaporized that um, unit soldier, the helicopter pilot woman. She completely yeah, turned her to ash and then paid the bar tab by making the uh, the wife. You don't know what she's going to do. See. I guess she's crafty in that way. Like one I mean, I guess she's going to kill you. For. She may yeah. spare you. I mean, yep. it's, her 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 overall principle was honor. So maybe it had some twisted version of like that was honorable. I don't know. Anyway, why do I have I have a note? Quote, quote, unquote, open up, it's me. Oh, yeah, that's when the doctor said open up, it's me. And the fish head opened up. I don't know. Oh, right. It wasn't that much. So should we start at the beginning? Because I feel like we've, sure. we went all over the place. So yeah. what did you think about the whole time travel into the future? I misunderstood that. So they said that before they, they arrive there, they're in the TARDIS, which we should talk about. They're in the uh, control room. But they're in the TARDIS. They get a distressed call that's going forwards and backwards and sideways through time. It's transdimensional. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Ace asks, where is it coming from? It's coming from Earth two years into your future. For some reason, I thought I thought that Ace's time was concurrent with the viewer's time. So I thought it was two years into the future, like 1991. I was totally wrong about that. And everyone, I guess, in the world knows that but me. But apparently, this is actually set in 97. So it's... Eight years into the future for the viewer, which is two years into Ace's into future. Ace's future from when the Doctor picked her up from Earth. Okay, or from not from Earth. She had left Earth, but yeah, picked her up from the space station. So, okay, that's why I couldn't quite do the math. I was like, oh, it's just ninety one. Why would there be a joke about you know? Oh my gosh, how how expensive everything is. But it was actually eight years in the future, so that makes a little more sense, I guess. I guess that would make the Brigadier much older than he actually was too. I don't know. Strange that, that they decided to do that, but okay, whatever. Yeah, sure, it's all so fine. It's and then we we meet. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on. So there's so the, the, the brigadier Bamba. We see Bamba, him in the beginning. He just to establish that he's married to the woman who is a woman known to the show. I don't remember her, and I, didn't I look don't it remember up. her either. But yes, the, apparently she was someone that he was. So she was on the cast before, because the Could doctor be. at the end sure. says like, "You're she married," you. and then he's like, "Oh, she." Settle, she got you or something. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. maybe she's a character 
that worked at unit or something, but no, I don't know. She must have been. No, no, I think that's correct. I just don't recall her from, maybe we didn't see the stories that she was in. All right. So we established that the brigadier is uh, a civilian. Um, And then we meet a new brigadier, or maybe we even meet the new brigadier first. I can't remember. But they're transporting a nuclear warhead, right? Yeah. Why? I don't remember. There's a convoy of nuclear warheads. Why would unit have nukes? I guess they need I them, man. They got it. St- the United Nations Intelligence Task Force is that what it is? I don't. What's the T? Yeah, doesn't matter. Task Force. And then, but they're going to an archaeological site uh, with a bed and breakfast, and then they get stuck there, right? Or they can't. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of that stuff's like okay, I guess. And you 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 get these interesting characters. Like I like the archaeologist that's there, and he's sort of studying. Arthurian, whatever he can dig up, basically. Yeah, ten years he's been spending digging there. Yeah, and at the same time, so then, from another dimension, but it's a dimension in space because the space knights land via comet, right? So weird. I don't know where they were coming coming from. from. Right? Is there? If it's like a, if it's like a mirror world or an alternate dimension i think of like one room and then that room you can S- go different places in the same right point in time right but they're like in space yeah right i uh, don't know how that happens i i don't know the science behind their magic yeah so i don't know how that works okay and then we get uh the first one to land is the good guy right yes the first one that lands i uh, i can't remember if it's a good guy or if it's i think uh, it was i think we didn't know at the time which what was going on so it was hard to remember now but Let's just say it was uh, Anselin that landed first. Yeah, so he's yeah. landing there because it's the anniversary of the thing. Why is he going there? I don't know. The more I think about it, I'm not remembering not, much not about Not totally <laughs> clear what prompted that to happen. But, yeah, so he, he arrives. Yeah. So they're all going to like, this where does place because the they want the come... sword. They want Excalibur. There's a distress call that they receive in the TARDIS. Who's this distress call? It's got to be from the ship with Arthur in it, who's been dead for like a thousand years or something. So presumably the doctor, as Merlin at that time, set off a distress call that would then bring himself back there. Yes, right, because the doctor leaves a message for himself at one point and says, like, Arthur's dead. You're in trouble. They have the nukes. They have the nukes. Totally. Uh, like the doctor yeah. now leaves himself the message because that's when they have the nuke. So it's a it's a no. message from Sylvester McCoy. The his future self leaves a note. Yes, his but future why doesn't self he leaves do it himself? Because he knows he needs it, and that's the moment they have the nukes. Like you would think the episode no. would end. No, no, no. And no, Sylvester no, 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 McCoy no, no, no. would say, "Hold on, let me just leave a note." You're totally wrong because he he. His future self was in the past, left yes. this note, but he remembers, because he's his future self, that when he comes and finds the note, that the nukes have been caught. So yep. he's he's leaving himself a message for gotcha. himself okay. because he remembers it. Everything's fine. You know, time. So he leaves the message for him. Okay, so I got it, I think. Yes. So he becomes Merlin in the future. In his future. In yes. our, in their past. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, quite I, I, simple. Yeah, okay. It's I'm basic sort of time travel. You. Right. So he, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's good enough. We got it. Everyone on board. Yeah, and good. if we're wrong, let us all right, know. So but then they're all coming Great. here and we get Mordred and his evil space knight army. Can Very we talk cool. about I like the idea of space knights and all that stuff. Space knights it's, who have swords and laser guns. And I like how they keep building up to Excalibur, right? So there's yes. many, many times that we just cut to that very cool shot of the slumped over knight who turns out to be Arthur and the light coming in and the yes. they, they have that close-up of the red rubied handle or hilt yeah. of the sword. So I like that. And I oh, like that uh, the Ace becomes... The what? sword's hilt, that the red ruby was flashing. That's the well, maybe that thing was the calling signal. them, right? That's that what was the stress, stress signal. That's fine. Got it now. All I know is that uh, I liked that the Lady of the Lake ended up being uh, well, Ace, right? Well, they ha- they're talking about the Lady of the Lake, and then the hand and comes it, up, it and it's the it, famous yeah, image. As though, yes. It's all cute. Everything's cool. Yeah, so um, I, I, I don't know what's going on, though, really. Oh, 
I get this now. I had left a note for myself. <laughs> you no, left, I left a note, note for, for yourself. That uh, uh. whenever the the um, archaeologist comes to the hotel, he asks to use the phone. He says, because the phone in my car isn't working. Which struck me as a very odd line for something. I mean, yes, there were car phones in the 80s, but like this guy clearly isn't the type of person that would have a car phone, but it's Who because it was set in 97. It was actually 97 in my head. It was like still like 90 or 91 or yeah. So uh, anyway, sorry. I just, I, I just read this note and now it makes sense to myself. I'm glad you, you left a note internet. for yourself in the past <laughs> for, for the out. future. Exactly. Now, and Anselin, I believe we talked off air, we not did. on air. Nope. Uh, Anselin's not a real person. In as the far mythology. As I know, in the mythology. Right. Uh, if he is, you can let us know because there's a lot of stuff on on Arthur. But the actor looked mm-hmm. super familiar to me. But then I looked him up, and the only thing that I think that I would know him from is Army of Darkness. And I don't remember who he was in Army of Darkness, and I don't think oh. I remember him from Army of Darkness. But he looked like, I don't know, there's something about his look. I was like, yeah. oh, is he from something? No, he's not. I think he just looks like generic blonde guy. All right. You got to yeah. just cut him down like that, I guess. I just did. Um, no, he didn't no. strike me as anyone familiar. No? No. All right, so we, should we talk about Ace getting trapped in the washing machine? Are we already that far? We, we skipped a Well, that's the end of episode anything? two. That's where, that's the episode two cliffhanger. So... Episode one cliffhanger is, I think, the... It's like a, the another classic three-way yep. thing where you have the one brigadier way. all by herself, like no other soldiers, and she's constantly, you know... Yeah. Speaking of With, her, Anselin and the brigadier... The new yeah. one. I loved their romance because it was From so absurd. From the moment they tussled. Yes, because they they hate each other and they're 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 they don't hate each other, but they're like you know fighting back and forth and fighting with people, and then they just insert these lines where she asked him asked him in the middle of like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? And right, then like married, yeah. scenes go by and maybe even an episode, and then he's like, are you betrothed or whatever? And yeah, like, yeah. I liked all of that stuff, and I, I, I imagine especially... in my fan fiction, I've shipped them. They are uh, living somewhere together. Aww. Yeah, uh, I liked it from the moment that they were they were wrestling on the grass yes. uh, behind the Ace and the doctor, and they just keep walking and just <laughs> let them go. It was a very funny slapstick thing for them just to keep going in the background. I I really enjoyed that. I thought it worked really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, so uh, Ace gets to use her Nitro Nine. She gets to tell a whole story about how uh, how she got thrown out of art class to her new friend that she yeah, meets. Yeah, who at the, also uh, likes explosives. Yes, they bonded over explosives. I don't know who that woman is. How she's related to it? She drinks vodka tonics. Yeah. Uh, hates the beer at the place. Also weird that the guy specifically makes beer and they talk about his beer and then they make fun of his beer they, and then there's in no front of talk him. of beer. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of cruel. Yeah. But who, I don't know who she is. I don't know if we see her, more of her. I don't, I would assume not. But yeah, okay. She was, she was actually, she was a good uh, addition to the story. It was nice to have Ace have a friend that yeah, wasn't who the likes doctor. Yeah, kind of going, Yeah. So she's got her Nitro 9. She clears out the archaeology dig, revealing that tunnel really neatly. Like, mm-hmm. it just blew away all the dirt in front of the tunnel. To get... Anyway, that was kind of silly. Um, what do we got? Mordred's evil laugh is a thing I could watch on loop forever. <laughs> yes, that was and it so goes on the... forever. Forever. It's, a it's long... one of those moments, like, as an actor, I'm wondering what they're thinking when they do that. Like, oh, this is a thing I've seen people do, but it's not not actually motivated by anything. He just laughs with his mouth open and laughs. It was really silly. There yeah, was, it was he was so too, over the top. It was too much, I think. That yes. was like one of the times where they should have made it, a joke or somehow inserted a, a beat or something. It was deflated like, a little bit. Yeah, but then he comes well. and then he just goes and hangs out of the at the inn for a while. It's just so He's weird. He's got a couple they, of good sick burns though. I do like when the woman oh, yes. He meets the blind woman, and he's like, thank God she's blind because you are ugly. Or he's like, yep. oh, your visage or something. Yep. But I, I like that sick burn. And then when someone comes in, like a, 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 a woman from unit or something, he's like, oh, check you out all of a sudden. And then right. they, they murder her, right? They murder her. Well, yeah. He is steal, evil. Uh, steal knowledge from her. Okay, so we you want to jump ahead? We, yeah, we so get then the, we go we to the, the second uh, episode, blah, 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 but Ace gets stuck in a Spaceship underneath machine. the water. She's on space Ace cycle. gets trapped. Yeah. I had no idea what was happening there. It wasn't even clear to me, because I'm a dummy, that they were under the lake in a spaceship. 
I had no idea where that exterior shot was supposed to be telling us they were because they always yeah, it's they hard go to into tell. a tunnel. It's hard to tell it is an underwater shot of the ship. Yes. And it's a very weird cut. And you yes, see, like, the weird shot of it, and then all of a sudden they're in it. I agree right, that right. was a little They're like going funky. through a tunnel, and then all of a sudden we have an exterior establishing shot of this ship that I don't know anything about. And I guess, yeah, it was hard to tell that it was water. And then they're in that, I guess, the exterior with the big fish head thing that the doctor's voice print yep. opens the... I Somehow. Anyway, so they go in there. Uh, they find the sword. They find the... Uh, they trip a, a, a defense mechanism that releases a snake. A yeah. a, a weird snake with it's kind of an snake. eyeball ahead because you see yeah. like you get its POV a lot where you can see the blood eye vessels veins. or eye veins or whatever. Now the doctor attempts to stop it multiple times with the thing that needs to be destroyed yes. to really stop it. Yes. Somehow the doctor gets- is unaware of that, but the brigadier. Without even steps on thinking, it. steps on it and is like, what's up? You yeah, know? right. It would have been funnier had he accidentally stepped on it. Yeah, no, he's like, them. he's all cool great. about it with his yeah. big gut hanging over. It's like, come on, right. you got to do a couple of sit-ups. Come on, no, Brigadier. I don't he's know what's going retired. on with that giant house of his. Giants. You know he's making illegal money on the selling some unit secrets or something. Oh, That's for a big sure. house for a public I service. just assumed it was blackmail, but you're right. He's probably selling secrets. Yeah, well, like I don't it. think he's probably not selling secrets, but he's, I'm sure that but he's, he's not, working not for, selling he's this. working for some lobbyist firm. <laughs> it's fine. I'm cutting the whole thing out. No, good. that was great. I liked it. Um, but yeah, okay. it's a huge house. Snake. He's got a huge house yeah. and a huge garden. That we see because the helicopter comes to pick him up, and it's like three football fields away, but that's still his yeah. garden. It's That's craziness. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, so anyways, she ends up in a washing machine. She does, but I just wanted to note how many times the doctor gets knocked over by that snake it's thing. It's too like, long. Like, he gets thrown. Yes. And he does, like, backflips and whatever. Comically, gets, like, yes. again. But a lot. It's it's at the point of maybe going Ooh. a little bit yes. farther than I'd like, and one I, or two times because it's funny, yeah. and then it's like okay, that's now he's getting serious. I like, spoke he's it up a little highly before about the balance between, <laughs> and maybe they they were a little too on the this is completely absurd. That's what, yeah. I feel like you normally. Uh-huh. Uh, because I because I have a, a skin suit that I've made of you from old hobos <laughs> that I have you know that I find that have to look exactly like Dan, and then I, what was I saying? <laughs> you were offering to make skin no. suits for our listeners. What I'm saying is, I, I like you often say, yes, this would have been a good three parter. I right? do often I feel say like that. that there was enough of things like that scene in particular where we get, I think it's three passes of the doctor yeah. trying to stop the snake. At least, yeah, at least three, maybe at more. Least. Yeah. And he's not even successful. The brigadier has to be the one to save the day. While while the drowning is happening, and I guess we should talk about okay. Maybe so I that had, is the case because there was an accident on set. Maybe I had no idea what was happening with Ace. She is running for the exit because the snake. She goes, she goes into, into that closet. Into a closet, <laughs> but I because I didn't know from the previous shot that this was underwater. I was. <laughs> Very confused why the tube was filling up with water. <laughs> I, I was I was right there with you. It I made had no, no idea damn they were sense underwater. to me. No, I mean no, I guess no that was just like a tube that goes out into. I, it made no sense. No, so I thought it was just up. a booby trap. Like I was like, oh, it's a booby trap that drowns you. And but then what later, a weird when place she, to put a booby trap yeah, it seems in a, a closet. But I found it odd that she runs <laughs> into the closet and yeah. then turns around and she's like. There's no way to get out here. And then there's I like 30 seconds here. before the door closes or whatever. It's like, come on, Ace. Yeah. You can, walking in, you can see there's no way way out. Sure. There's no ladder. There's, you know. So anyway, yeah. she gets stuck in there. She's banging well, on the, the glass. To be fair, she wasn't anxious to go running back into the room that had the giant flying green True. snake. Fair so enough. She's fine. She yeah. stayed there. So it, it comes down. She gets trapped in there. It starts filling up with water. That's the cliffhanger. And then, so I didn't know this until afterwards, but... Uh, huge uh, mishap on set that uh, arguably Sophie's life was saved by Sylvester McCoy. So the the glass, it was actual glass that was used in that, uh, the, the, the door, which is crazy because you would think they would use like some really heavy duty plastic or something instead, but it was glass. It's filling up with water. They're in there. She's doing the take for, for a really long time. They're asking her to like spin around and turn the camera, blah, blah, blah. And they like, knock on the glass to get the doctor's attention. 
and it was just too much weight for the water and every action was too much for the glass and it bows and cracks and splits open. She's still floating in there, like can't even touch the ground. She's floating and water comes rushing out. It was Sylvester McCoy that noticed that the glass broke and that, hey, there's like wires and cables all over the place and now the room's about to fill up with water. Right, yeah, I mean, she could, if that, if, if they, she were to be left in there, she's going to get sucked out. Sucked out get into all it. all cut up from the broken yep. glass or, like you're saying, electrocuted or yep. brown or whatever. Yep. So he did save her life. And he, he so we, I, job, this so is one of the few times I actually went to try to find the um, special um, features on the DVD. I was able to find it online. Uh, so I, I watched that because this is, this was fascinating. Um, but the, the fact that he wanted to make sure people knew that it wasn't him improvising as the doctor, so he swore at first to let them know that, that this was real and to take him seriously um, to get them to open up the, yeah, the door. Yeah, uh, well, it's, I know that he wanted to take him seriously, but did he say he swore to make yes, sure that? he swore. Because he, when he, you hear him swear, it sounds like anybody would it, swear because he's going to die, and he's like, I think he says shit, right, or something. Something like or, that. Yeah. It was something very minor. Get her out of there! You know, yeah, but it was still something voice. that was uh, not the doctor would say. I'm trying anyway, to so that's, this, that's that. They almost trying died. Trying to it's remember cool. the scene, though, right? How the scene yeah. played out. Yeah. Do you hear the cracking of the glass at all in the scene or, or, no. or anything? So they cut all that stuff out? Yep. Because I feel like there is a moment when it feels very chaotic before it, it cuts. It does, but they don't, they don't ever show that. When we come back after that cliffhanger, the glass is shattered. But we there's no explanation for that in the story. But it is actually shattered. Yeah. I watched the same video that you watched. Yep. Uh, when you see the footage, you see the the crack. And what they did was, you know, as you're saying, Sylvester McCoy screams, get her out of there. And then there's, you know, FX people above her. They can't see what's going on, but they, they see her. And she's smart enough to put her arms up. They pull her out. So you see, like, the footage of everyone freaking out. And she's getting pulled out. And the water's going down. Quickly. But when Whew. she talks, she says... She sees the glass bow, and then the water pour out onto the floor, right? Yeah. But we don't see that in the footage. It almost looks like it's, it doesn't do that. Well, we do see in this DVD extra footage how quickly the water does the water level drops because it's at yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of the glass it, yep. and it goes down real quick. But we don't we don't see it really rushing out. We, I don't, we don't think see it rushing out. But maybe it's coming but out the bottom it, or something. But, but that room that draining. was filling up with water was quite big. Oh yeah. So that was a if it would drop that fast the the speed at which in the volume of water that was coming out that that must have been really terrifying on set and what's of- what's also awesome is <clears throat> they now use that scene to for safety f- films for people yeah. that make tv shows and, and things like that of what not to do because yeah. i guess the glass wasn't uh, tested well, beyond a certain pressure and plus they probably said there's x amount of leaders in the water and it can handle that but she's also moving yeah. and punching and she's got a sword in there so it was and there's no additional retaining wall outside of yeah, that it was like, so all this it's kind of funny cut but. the budget and hope for the best so she yeah, she's definitely lucky she didn't get fine uh, yeah hurt. The, fine that no one got hurt but uh yeah that's that's pretty scary so so that's fun right, so that happened good. so there so you go she, so, so we'll, how does she get out of there exactly does she get launched into the lake yeah i think the <laughs> is it like an ejection tube I can't remember how they... The Brigadier comes in and crushes Stomps her, but at that thing. point, she's gone. So do yeah. we see her sh- her legs shoot up from the tube? I don't or recall seeing... is it just the next scene, she, she, she's the Lady of the Lake? I in can't my remember memory, how it's they... the latter. I don't actually yeah. remember her getting shot out of there, but uh, like I said, we're I just watched it once. I don't really know. Um, yeah, but then she emerges from the lake holding the sword aloft. Uh, which was kind of funny. I like how they're kind of retelling the story at the moment that she then uh, goes and, and does that, which is, which is kind of cute. Um, cool, 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 cool. So we also have, uh, yeah, we have uh, we have the new Brigadier and... Uh, uh, Whatever his name, his name is. Anselin. Fancy uh, driving around. So this is, again, one of those other scenes that could have just got, gotten cut. There was just a lot of driving around in the woods. <laughs> yes. And soldiers everywhere. And and, it's, and it, to, to your point there, it's easy to even forget they're part of it. So you, yeah. you cut to them, and then they uh, there's like a 
kind of a funny thing or whatever. She Stands does up like a this Rambo guns. thing. She just and there's just like a cutaway to the <laughs> space night, and he's like, oh, "Rad!" and he puts his fingers up or whatever. And he's like shredding a guitar. He's like, "Okay, so that scene ends, and then we get back into the real action, and then someone at some point mentions that they may still be alive, and I was like, I had actually forgot." That they were lost. Like, it was like, oh, right. right, there's that. What are they doing? Even in danger, who knew? Like, yeah. what were they doing? And there's another time where Ace is hanging out with the uh, the other explosives woman, I think. And I forgot that they were away. And then they just sh- sort of show up. Right. And then they're all together. It's so, like, there was right. times when not every thread seemed to be really having a point to where it was going. You know, yeah. it was like they it wasn't necessarily driving the story. It was just like they were separated. And then all of a sudden, conveniently, everyone's back together. We had the ace and doctor and uh, the archaeologist and the brigadier all driving around together. And they realized, well, there's a whole lot of, of uh, uh, knights around. So I guess we'll just go back to the inn. Like, it just yeah. didn't go. Yeah. It just didn't go anywhere. Um, but then later we, we have... We have uh, the doctor gives Ace a piece of chalk to draw a circle to protect Again, her more, and her friend. To, to your point, more magic, magic kind more of magic. yeah. Which I was I don't trying know. to see if is that like a thing? Like <coughs> I know, Excuse like me. you draw a protective circle. Like that's a big like mythology thing all over the. They, but it's usually something more than you just draw a chalk circle. So anyway, she drew a chalk circle, and the two of them are in the inn, and the lights go out, and just there's their spotlight on them right in the circle that they're standing in, and. Uh, Morgana Le Fay casts some sort of spell on them to get them angry at each other in order to get them to go out of the yeah, circle. And we don't see her cast the spell, right? Right. But they sort well, of we figure it that's out. that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some real good racial epithets in there. Real good meaning, oh my God, I was horrified I by didn't it. even pick up on him. That's how terrible I am. It was so bad. They're, they're shouting back and forth at each other. So this is um, Ace and her uh, new explosive calling, friend, Shu. Yeah. This is how racist I must be, because I just only remember them saying that they were stupid. Yeah, like, you're, you're stupid. stupid. Why do you keep saying this? And they're, like, they're reacting to things the other isn't actually saying. And then uh, Shu says to her, I bet your parents couldn't even stand your guts. And then Ace says, and I am quoting here, this is not me, shut up, you yellow slant-eyed. <gasps> and then it stops. Oh, really? Yes. I must Because I do sometimes watch this with the subtitles on because I don't want to miss like what's happening. And that is actually in the subtitles. See, I had my white guy I don't see colored glasses on at that moment. (laughs) I didn't even notice that she was So that's probably what... uh, Yeah, that's horrifying. All right. Horrible. This is 1998. All right. Aside from that, I thought that that scene was very cool. I like the scene. In a very low... Totally. Like, not having a big budget to make something look really cool. The spotlight and the dark and then yep. in the circle, I thought I was loved great. it. Yeah, and, very and cool. This is the point where I really like this episode. <coughs> Excuse me. When then she brings up the breaker of worlds. I want uh, to back up a little bit. There's a funny business with the doctor and the brigadier, the old brigadier, mm-hmm. about all the weapons he has. He's like, I got gold for the oh, Cybermen, yes. and I've got this for that. Blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor says this one line about like, do you have any silver bullets? And then the brigadier's like, get me some silver bolts. And to me, I'm like, oh, it's a werewolf joke. Right. Maybe That's there's going to be werewolves. But then that actually becomes a thing that they need to destroy. To Again, lazy her. writing. But I thought kind it was of, funny. I like that it was sort of a one-off joke. And then it was like actually important to the story. Anyway. I feel the exact opposite about okay, it. I would have rather enough. it had just been a <laughs> werewolf joke. Silly werewolf joke because, yes. hey, you never know. And just leave it at that. But then that becomes like, oh, he's bound in silver. So that's what's going to happen was kind of like. Speaking okay. of the bound in silver. So these the bullets that Ace finds aren't are they, they're not the same ones the Brigadier has or just conveniently there's also silver bullets in there. They must have been the ones. I don't. Because how did they I get? I have no in idea there? how else they could have gotten there. I don't. That's what yes. like. How did they get in that room unattended? That box of bullets there. I have no idea. Yeah. Magic. I'm guessing. Do you think that they added that line because someone was like, "We can't just have a box of silver bullets lying on the table. That's too convenient." Says, "We'll have the brigadier order them." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I like where your head's. I don't at, think that I, these kind of conversations were even happening though. No, I think it was. They you know, were not having run them. with it. Uh, yeah. So, so, anyway, so yeah, they they she create summons, this monster. They summon. She summons the demon. destroyer of. Uh, what'd you think of the uh, the creature design? Awesome. I thought yeah. it was especially the close-ups, obviously, um, but 
it had a lot of attention to detail. It didn't look cheap. It was a the great lips moved. Face. Like yeah. it was animatronic. It was whoever, really cool. Yeah, whoever did it did a really good job. I thought it was a plus. It was ace. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, yeah. And I like the I, I dynamic like uh, between Morgane and the monster. Yes. In that she calls this monster, but she's also afraid of it. Yes. So there, it's like. It's not just some weapon. It's some weapon that can also hurt her. So there's like a weird back and forth between the two of them. And, you know, she's got him bound and then she sort of lets him go. But then how does she rebind him after she let him go the first time? Not sure. That scene was sort of weird. So she she unbinds his silver yeah. because she can't enter the circle. But he's like, I can. So right. she takes the things off and then we cut outside. Right. And then mm-hmm. we see an explosion. And then they doctor goes in and we see the aftermath and they say, I gave him the sword. And he's like, that's great. And he's like, she's like, what? And he's like, because you can always find a mythical sword, but there's only one ace. Right, right, right. But like what happened off screen? Do you know what I mean? Like you don't see they killed the destroyer. This is before that. This destroyer gets killed by the brigadier when he shoots. This is I don't think she ever rebinds him again. She does, because then later on, when the Doctor confronts her and the uh, Destroyer of Worlds, the the Doctor calls her bluff on it, and she undoes the binds again. I thought that happened before. No, I and then the Doctor, the he's thing. like, I, I didn't, okay. and Ace, remember, Ace shows up, and he's, he's right. like, I didn't think she was actually going to do it. Yeah, so I, I, something happens in between that exchange, and she gets the Excalibur and locks the beast up again. Unless I'm completely misremembering, but I, that's sort of how I remember it differently. But hey, well, tell me whatever. how you that's remember fine. it. I don't. I barely remember anything. Um, <laughs> because yeah, there's the scene with the 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 Ace and her friend, right? <laughs> We're really gonna do this again. We're gonna do it again. There's a scene with Ace. Well, you remember it differently. So I gotta find out what's going on. Ace and her friend. I'm gonna say I he's... agree with you, and I wasn't paying enough okay, attention. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, I don't. And then it's over. I thought it was interesting. We have we have uh, Morgana Le Fay. She has this hugely powerful weapon in this Destroyer of Worlds that she claims she's not afraid to use, but she secretly is afraid to use, and then she does unleash it. And then later she has the whole uh, experience with the, the nuke that she's going to set off. Yes, and uh, I... Which yes. is the same you know thing. We have the nuclear weapons. We say that we can use them, but we don't, we don't want to use them. Um, I do hate that countdown of three, two, one, and she hits the button and it stops. See, on I'm the opposite hate, of you. I hate that. Like, fine, oh, no, I it like ran that. down, but like Never. one second left, that bugs me. I yeah, that, that I would agree with you on. But I like that she did it. Yes, and yes, not the I do as well. Doing Agreed, because we yes. usually get the opposite, and it was yes. nice to see. And some she had that growth with her, and I like her as a character good. a lot because it's exactly. not just evil. That's what I mean about like get, yes. giving the blind the ability to see, but then also being sort of evil. I like the way that they wrote her. I felt the same way, and it was really all credit to the actress that you could see the thoughts going through her mind on her face before she- And through her dis- fingernails. And through her fingernails, her lead, she's acting a lot press with her fingernails. Um, but the fact, force. before she hits the button, you can see the calculation she's doing in her head and realizing this is not what she wanted to do. So she was, again, just fantastic. Um, the doctor also does some sort of like Vulcan death grip. Yes, and yes, thing. I was going to say when to you were talking about the, the um, mind control, he also does a Vulcan death thing. What's that about? I, I, he does, he sometimes, this has happened before, where he just sometimes has a power out of the blue that they never use again and also never explain and no one's phased by. It just, yeah, that is a symptom of lazy writing, in my opinion. I don't know what happened there. But it's not really even weird. lazy writing because it wasn't like that was the only way to get out of an unwinnable situation or something, Which makes right? it even lazier. Find another way around I know. It, it was, it was like they just wrote it to make it interesting for them. Like, not necessarily to fill a plot hole that they couldn't. It was like right. all of a sudden they're giving them a power that's maybe not earned. It was. It was... It's still lazy, yes. It's a different type of lazy. But it was like, like yeah, they went sure. out of their way to do it. Just, but why? Why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, we pretty much covered everything that that happens yes. there. Um, yeah. So the, the brigadier. I guess we should talk about the brigadier has a near death experience. He's the one yeah. that stops the destroyer of worlds. Right. The doctor convinces. Thinks he's dead. Yeah. yeah Morgan Le Fay to to become good again, and then everything is right with yeah, the world, that's right? Yeah. That's pretty much it. 
Yeah. Low it body count on this one, right? Not a lot of people die. All or did a lot of soldiers people die? and uh, I guess the soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> there right, is a, literally a shot of a field of dead people. So yeah, low body count in this one. I guess you guess you're right. <laughs> Take that back. Okay. Characters no, no that characters we know really care that we have had lines don't die. Well, the pilot of the helicopter gets disintegrated. Oh yeah. Well. It's not a low body it's fine. count. Of it's, it's fine. I'm just so it just feels like they're killing so many people lately that I was like, oh, this one at least it's it felt less bloody for an episode or a story called Battlefield. Right, but but no, you're we had an entire yeah. we had entire field of battle where people were dead. So it, there, sorry, just yeah, maybe think fine. of one thing. The, that's a non-point that I made. Uh, Morgan has this moment where she's talking about the brigadier and he's formidable, um, and that. She says he's quote steeped in blood. Yes. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> so that down hilarious. too. Like really? He does that, not. He does not like strike me as someone who steeped is steeped in blood. in blood at all. No. Barely splashed with blood. Um, I just find that hilarious that they would say that. Um, yeah, like he's but this, fine. Good. But that's good the thing him. is they play the brigadier up like this tough as nails dude. Like yes. There's a point where I think it's um, Morgan's son. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Avenger. Mordred. Uh, uh, Black Avenger. Mordred, right? Yes. So Mordred, the doctor's like, you know, I'm going to kill you. And then he's like, you know what? Look me in the eye and do it. And he's like, ah, right. I can't. And then the right. brigadier pops up. He's like, try that on me, tough guy. And it's like, come on. You look like somebody's dad that's right. going to pick you, pick you up at soccer practice. Yeah. But they do. They play him up as like this, you know, he's a military tough. guy. So yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's exactly. Killed. I mean, sure. He's killed. Maybe he's, he's killed, killed and he can't sleep at night because of it. He may have killed a lot of people, but indirectly and through paperwork is my guess. So, yeah. Um, then we have the silly ending with the women going off, driving off, and best. I also kind of like that ending. I thought that was cool. I thought it was it was it was silly in a good way. It was fine. It was like oh, it was like the cute. SJWs went from now went back in time and tried mm. to mess with your Doctor Who, Dan. I know mm. how you feel about that. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. Uh, cool. So I think we're in agreement. It's this fine. is overall a pretty good story. Um, saved mostly, in my opinion, by the great acting um, all around for the most part. Yeah, so. everybody was good. Yeah. Except for maybe uh, Mordred. He was over the top. A little over the for top. For the most part, he was But fine. he had a good look about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 everybody was great. Good cast. Good job. Good job, everybody. Yeah, good job. Okay, so so that's that's that one. What do we what do we have coming up uh, in a couple of weeks there, Eric? We got uh, our next story. Uh, yeah, is that what you want to know, Dan? Sure. Well, it's we're nearing the end, friendos. Uh, yeah. Ghost here we lights. are with we got go, uh, Fenric, right? Uh, no, no, Ghost, Ghost Light's Light. Next. You're right. Ghost Light, and then Curse of Fenric, and then Survival. Huh. And then we're done. Getting there. And I guess we got to watch the movie. Then Eric uh, Roberts Palooza. Yeah, so when you, by the time you hear this, it will be the 27th, uh, almost the end of February. So get your ghost light on and get ready for March 20th because that's when we're going to re- review Ghost Light. Awesome. No, so absolutely we... nothing about that. It sounds like a Pixar short uh-huh. uh, that, fr- from like a Cars character. Yeah, but I would watch it. I would absolutely watch that. With uh, the Getter Done guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> him. I could skip that. Yeah, we could skip cars. Uh, so that's, yeah. So, that's <laughs> so we're not going to review cars. <laughs> we're not reviewing cars. But we are reviewing Dune. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Both um, very excited that a new movie is coming I'm out. So At least I'm very excited, excited about it. I'm so, if you, if anybody is friends with me, they must, every, anybody who follows me at all on uh, Facebook must be just so tired of me posting anytime someone <laughs> is added to the cast because it's been a lot of stuff lately so it's like every day i'm like d- doing some dumb dune quote and then posting a link to whoever picked you know it's fine i'll i'll uh i love dune everyone knows that um so folks we uh we decide we're actually recording on a saturday instead of our normal yeah, sunday so weird. i didn't get to um Sent out a call for responses for uh, for for what you guys think about this story on Twitter, but I did right before our recording. And thank you to the people who got back to us. Um, so Eric, here's our responses oh, that we good. got on Twitter uh, about this story. Nitro Nine said to me. Uh, Nitro Nine said to us, uh, "This was my favorite episode for a long time. My whole family loved it, and the King Arthur mashup." We showed it to so many people who to introduce them to Doctor Who. I had to show it to my friends so they could understand why I kept yelling, uh, of a light brighter than the sun. 
<laughs> goes on to say, uh, so much to love. The brigadier. I want to be around for that conversation that follows the screaming of that. When the person's just looking, I'm like, oh, hold on. You got to sit down. I got to explain. I wanted a full voice. Uh, goes on to say, uh, so much to love. The brigadier, Bessie, uh, the doctor is Merlin, and a drooly but otherwise awesome blue monster. Yeah, the amount of water coming off of yes. its face when it was, was a little bit too much. Um, uh, and archaeology by explosive, uh, and a knight wearing red pants, and boom, boom, boom. Uh, it was really fun. And lastly, they say, uh, we got positive... Oh, I, I asked, because this is an interesting one. Would you recommend this as one to introduce people to Doctor Who? Uh, well, of classic a- Doctor Who? Yes, 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 yes. No, but I would put it on a list. If I was giving someone a list, I don't know if this would be the first... You know, for me, it would be probably a Tom Baker story of some kind, and right. I'd be like, uh, "Here's Pyramids of Mars" or something. But I think it's a, gr- I think, it, I think it's a great story to introduce. Oh yeah, I think it's fun. To. I think I it's a fun probably, story that many people could get into. Yeah, when I, I again, when I think of if I was, if they've never seen classic Doctor Who before, I probably would push them towards Tom Baker, just because I feel like at least in the states, if you're going to connect with that world, that's sort of the. He's so iconic here for when yes. thinking about, you know, you would probably have someone, you know. Yeah, Tom, Tom Baker and Sarah. At least they'd be connected to every time they see a scarf. Yeah. Or something, what it means. Same. Fourth, fourth Doctor with uh, Sarah Jane would be something I would send people to. Um, so I was just curious. I said to Nitro Nine, like, what were people's reactions? Do you find this? I don't, it's not a very representative uh, story of what Doctor Who is like. Um, but it does have a lot of this, you know, the elements that we associate with the show but um they say we got positive reactions when showing it to other people uh but not sure it's a really good intro i don't know much more how much more doctor who those people ended up watching but some <laughs> of my but some of my sister's friends named their band gore crow after oh, the name that's of the hotel which is kind of awesome so that's a kill that's a kick-ass name that kills me um, i like so thank you to hook onto their uh response to this this is the person that talked about their family liking it yep okay this is an interesting way to make king arthur mashed with a science fiction thing is something you don't or at least something i can't think of anything else that's done before right it's kind of an interesting idea of space knights and did you did you watch this with your kids i have watched watched them before but not this not this one I just particularly this one. I was just wondering if if uh, if your kids would have gotten into this one because it is kind of that that interesting mashup that's a little outside the norm for for Doctor Who. Um, cool. So going on. So thank you for that response, Nitro Nine. Um, Christops writes to us. Um, wow, I'm in the minority here. It felt to me like an okay episode, mm. kind of like if you took the Highlander and Krull and put them in a blender and fed the slurry to someone writing an episode of Doctor Who. That sounds good, though. That's a combo I, mean, I, I would can get by. Although, I, to be honest, I remember being sub- severely disappointed with Krull oh, as a, a kid yes. because yes. I was so obsessed with the idea of throwing the thing, that thing. and it looked so cool. And I remember renting it on like Betamax. Yep. And they they used it like once One in the time. movie, and it was they so disappointing. It. Yeah. yeah, it was Real definitely a disappointment. As was Megaforce. Uh, but what was the other one that they mashed up with? Uh, with Highlander. Yeah, I love Highlander. That's Highlander, a classic. I mean, you can't get can wrong with that. Um, <laughs> so I, I responded back, obviously, that it felt like he was uh, maligning Krull, which is just a, a crime, uh, tongue-in-cheek there, um, saying that, uh, yeah, I have uh, I have to say it's a little more Krull than Highlander, uh, but I like that the, the new Brigadier is a black woman, uh, which is was a good choice as well. I thought that, you know, we've talked about her. I thought she was a yeah, very was great. interesting character as well. Um and let's see, we got, uh, let's see. I haven't read this one, just reading it now. Uh, Hair of the Hound replies to us, uh, Merrick Anton, who played the Destroyer and appears unmasked later in the series, apparently impressed producer John Nathan Turner by suggesting that he could pump up his muscles to burst out of his costume. Uh, it says, uh, you're welcome, Dan, for the photos that uh, come along with that. And yeah, they could have done without the mask. I would have been fine with that. Um, Wait, so what photos are you talking about? What are you, what are you saying? You have a secret. It's, you have a secret uh, account. No, it's it's this, right there. Check out check out our, our Twitter feed there. Did, That's photos right. that were attached to the tweet. But this is from the the episode he busts out of his thing, or this is from another Doctor Who. Sh- you said no, he went he on does, to be he in does, another. He, bu- 
he remember the destroyer does bust out of it. So in these photos, it's uh production stills of them getting oh, okay, him all okay, made up. It. I thought it was. Oh. Or forget it. I'm. I'm thinking you, you, of something. I, I thought he said he this character or something comes back in Doctor Who in the series and this unrelated is, to this. Yes. Okay, so he playing a different character. This is not this character reappearing. Yes. Correct. Okay, that's my uh, impression there. So, so thank you, folks, for getting back to us so quickly um, at the last minute. There uh, didn't give you much time to respond, so we appreciate that. Um, and after last week of an epic number of uh, email tidal wave that we had, um, none this time, but we did get some more comments on our show page. Good. No reviews, uh, too, while we're talking about for it. the For the schedule. You said we do or do not? We didn't get any reviews. Ah, people, you're letting Sad. us down. No, but thank you so much for what you've done so far. So if you want to review the show, go to iTunes or your your Google Play stores or wherever else you, you listen to podcasts and review us there. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at uh, the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. You can go to the old Doctor Who show.com and leave a comment on the individual episode uh, pages or go to the schedule page to see what we're doing next and also leave any suggestions you might have for ones uh, when we go back around again and uh, ones that we should not miss mm-hmm. if we uh, missed them the first time. Um, yeah, and we will. We get a lot of people requesting different things, and I think we've responded to some, but not all. Yeah, but we will go through it at the end and come up with a final round two list, which I, already our good. round two list is pretty long. So I think we're probably stuck reviewing classic Doctor Who for another <laughs> so the rest of our lives, two yeah. years or more. So yeah, at least <laughs> this is never going to stop. Uh, <laughs> what have we done? I just want to get off. <laughs> Why did we do this? Get me off this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, the sad thing also... is, like, none of our microphones are plugged in. Neither of us have been recording. <laughs> just, just like the end of uh, the end of days. Um, all right, is that it? Did we get I think that's it, everybody. Right, so thank, thank you very you. much for listening. We will talk to you again in three weeks. All You're right. all the best. See you. Bye. We are young, hearty to hearty, we stay No promises, no demands. Love is a battlefield. You leave this house now! No one can tell us where You can just forget about coming back!